Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ ring, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you wanna be the best in the game, you wanna have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, Get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZRING, and let's have a big season. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the national redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have. Or I should say, we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. It's where new Dynasty gamers, intermediate Dynasty gamers, and the ultra-sharp Dynasty gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24-7. No, really. It's a 24-7 group chat Thanks in part to the best international patrons in football. I'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in Dynasty Fantasy Football, period. It's a place of community. It's a place of interaction. It's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty gamer to choose what level of support they want with their Dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup to your rebuild and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone, and... Being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone D, People's Dynasty Podcast. And on today's show, we're going to break down the AFC East from a Dynasty point of view. And here is the man I'm going to break it down with. You know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power. He is Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, what's up, buddy? Nothing. I get to talk with you another beautiful week with a beautiful person. 
we get to talk a division that's a little sexy, a little boring too in parts. So, I mean, listen, I, I could talk paint drying and grass growing with you though, partner. Hey, you know, I, I like that grass growing. So yeah, man, we're going to jump into some AFC East. We will hit some of the bigger news topics of the first couple of days of camp. It's like camp's finally here. All teams are in camp and then like next to nothing. The, the four or five days leading up to camp, it was uh, it was off the chain. You know, I've not even seen a hype video yet. I don't know if it's just that Twitter's changing. Pe- people aren't, you know, focused on football as much as they are as focusing on being famous. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm more focused on dynasty content and winning dynasty leagues, but I'm weird like that. I'm, I'm, I'm totally weird like that. But uh, Jerry, five-star reviews. We would like some. We have not had, we have not had one in about a week. Love sharing them with everybody. Love sharing five-star reviews, but just need you to hit pause on this podcast. Go over, leave us a five-star. I'll share it right here on the show with you guys. Now, speaking of sharing it, you can share the show anywhere. You can share it on Facebook. You can share it on Twitter. You could share it just about anywhere but YouTube. Jerry, do you know that the NFC East show is already live on YouTube? I, I was unaware well, so I knew you would be busy. You're a man about town. You got a lot going on. And I, I I got a hold of Kyle from the Fantasy Football Smackdown, big Cowboys fan. He and I broke down the NFC East. It's already up on YouTube. It will not be a podcast until Friday. So if you want a companion piece to this, you burn through this while you're at work or in the car, and you want to listen, don't be watching YouTube and driving, but if you want to listen to the audio, put in your speakers, play it through the Bluetooth on your car, you can enjoy Kyle and I breaking down the NFC East, as well as on the Fantasy Football Smackdown. We did a mock draft last night, Jerry. Now, we left you out. We left I, you I was out. in the chat, though. I watched you guys while I was working. I, you, I had you working, in there. I, working. Yeah, yeah, watching you guys draft. I have a tough job, as you can tell. You you do have a tough job, and it's not easy to be able to go out and uh, to make the bucks and watch YouTube, but you're you're making it happen. So check it out. If you subscribe everywhere, YouTube, podcast, you'll not miss a thing. You can follow the show on social media at Dynasty Warzone on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you need to email the show because you don't do social media, that's cool. The email address is dynastywarzone at gmail.com. All right, Jerry, you ready to jump in to a little bit of news? Actually, you want to do the news first, or do you want to do good people, bad tweets? I say we do the news first. Yeah, oh yeah, let's get that out the way. All right, man. Well, uh, in case you haven't heard, Aaron Rodgers, back in the fold in Green Bay, I don't really get it. He basically he gets rid of one year on the back end of his deal, no new money, and he's still a Green Bay Packer. What what did Aaron Rodgers actually get, and what are your thoughts from a dynasty perspective? Are we sure this was actually anything? Are we sure this wasn't just concocted from writers who had absolutely nothing to do? You know how we always say that you know the dynasty offseason turns into an echo chamber and they just talk about the same things? It sounds like the Green Bay writers didn't have a damn thing to write about. It, you would think you would write about the Milwaukee Bucks, but maybe they, they wanted to get a little bit of Aaron Rodgers shine on that too. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I I have an Amari Rodgers share or two. I'm happy for that. I would like to see him come out, you know, and bust open. Other than that, I don't care. Like, I, I, I'm glad the ordeal is over. I was sick of talking about Aaron Rodgers. I said this, I think it was two weeks ago we were on the podcast talking about Aaron Rodgers. said, I didn't want to talk about him anymore. I'm going to talk about him anymore. Now, I will say his sunglasses were absolutely awful. You are too old to wear those. Uh, I know you're getting a lot of love on social media for that style. I think it's probably the Kevin from The Office t-shirt that's doing it. Bro, you are damn near 40. Stop, stop rocking those glasses. Yeah, I, I I, couldn't get it. I mean, like last year he showed up, and I don't want to say any pro football player is not in shape. That's disingenuous. Yeah. Even for a member of the hashtag FFFitClub like myself. But he did not look to be in the same shape that he showed up in last year. He still seemed to be on island time. You remember all of the tweets and videos and stories of him from Hawaii, enjoying himself, relaxing. I'm concerned, but I'm not. And I will tell you why. Because he's got every incentive to play well. Because if he plays well, he's got one year on his deal. 
He would be non-franchise taggable. I don't think that's even a word, but it is now. He would be non-franchise taggable. And he would be able to kind of help dictate where he goes. You know, if he wants to go to Denver, then because before the trade's done, he would already have renegotiated a new contract, an extension beyond 2022. So he does have some say because he, if not, a team trading for him without a long-term extension would be basically getting him for one year. But from a dynasty standpoint, you got to feel like you've got a, a, I'm going to say at least a, if he wants an extension, and I think he does, I think you've got a three-year asset, and he's only 37, so if he plays till 40, and look, if Big Ben, who's made out of Cheese Whiz and Miller Lite, if he can play until 40, I, I surely to God think Aaron Rodgers can make it that long. So from a dynasty perspective, you've probably got a three-year asset. So you have to feel good from... From and we're getting to a bad, a good, good group, bad tweet here in a little bit. But from thinking he was going to retire about a week ago to thinking now that you've got a three-year dynasty asset, you're gravy. You, you've got three years on a contender to make something happen with Aaron Rodgers. He's got every need and desire to play well, so he can get that money because we all like money. And Jerry, can I go on a Memphis rant real quick? Yeah, let me throw something in real sure. quick before you I go can, on a rant. Give me this one be quick. Now, now is the time to buy Jordan Love. Now that the news is pro Aaron Rodgers and not about potential Jordan Love hype in 2021, now is when you go for him. But anyway, Randy, fire away, my friend. Well, let me add on to me. Let me add a little addendum to your to your take there before uh, I go into my rant because uh, it's going to tie into our next story. But the 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 doing thing, the the Jordan Love take. Jordan Love was always for me a 2022 play. Yep. If you go back and listen to previous podcasts uh, on this show, he's always been a 2022 play. Now, if something happens to Aaron Rodgers, he's played with two broken clavicle collarbone situations in the past. So the, the thought that you could have gotten use out of Jordan Love this year would have just been a bonus. It would have been icing on the cake. If you're a Jordan Love share holder right now, you have to feel good. You have to feel good that it feels like next year was your year. This That was always my plan. He's worth a second-round pick in the DTC. And, I mean, I don't know that. Jerry, do you think you'd have trouble getting getting him for a second in a Superflex? I mean, maybe, depending on the person, I guess. But I don't think it's that egregious. Like hmm. I, I think it's pretty close. I wouldn't take a second for him. Why would I? Oh, why, yeah, if you're why, trading why, why, him, why, I, why, I, I also wouldn't. But I mean, I, I most taxi squads are two-years. I mean, at least most of my leagues are. It yeah. was never my intent to remove him from my my, my taxi squad. Now, had, had Aaron Rodgers actually retired or got traded, different conversation. He just would have come of value faster than I anticipated. So the plan for me is the same with Aaron Rodgers and with Jordan Love. I'm still uh, holding Rodgers, and I'm buying, like you said, cheap Jordan Love. Now it's rant time. Here we go. go. I'm not going to name names throw anyone under the bus, but this is why you don't overreact the minute you hear a story on Twitter. So let's harken back two years ago, Jerry, two years ago, some very egregious claims against Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs came out. And what happened on social media and in dynasty leagues across this great world? Uh, He was vilified. And he was already thrown out of the league. He was suspended for life. He was a son of a bitch. And all of those things could be true, but they were never true. This is why when you are confronted as a dynasty owner with bad news, you just have to hold. You have to put on your earmuffs. You have to chill. You have to relax. I literally saw Aaron Rodgers in a Superflex go straight up for Jerry Judy. <laughs> literally, in a Superflex, straight up. And I saw earlier in the season, we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson here in just a second. I literally saw Deshaun Watson go for pennies on the dollar. And the Deshaun Watson, the owner in that, that case, was, well, I just couldn't take bear the thought of, of having a guy like that on my roster. And, like, here's the thing. Same thing with Tyreek Hill. He's only been accused. He's not been convicted. And, and too often dynasty gamers confuse conviction and accusation. Jerry, I could accuse you of molesting a horse. I don't know if it happened. But I could accuse you of that. I could go to your boss, where you work, the owner of your company, and tell them Jerry has been molesting and fondling farm animals. Now, how would you feel 
with nothing to substantiate my claim if your boss either fired you or let you go? How would you feel? Uh, I would not be stunned that he's stupid enough to do that. He may be listening to this. I uh, I would apologize, but I don't want to. But no, obviously you're pissed off, of course, I mean, because I mean, there's, not there's nothing to back it. Right. Because in this case, I have nothing to substantiate this with. Now, 22 claims, uh, again, multiple claims, it doesn't mean anything until they're convicted. Now, I know the NFL's got a weird way of handling this, and that's going to segue us directly to, to the Deshaun Watson story. Look, they're, they're, as of right now, they started camp today on the 27th. The NFL is just in wait-and-see mode. You're counting on the Houston Texans to put him on their exemplus paid. They're not going to put him on the exemplus paid. I, I think they would have already done it. So, again, people are out there throwing Deshaun Watson away. Our boy Diddy got him in a startup in like the sixth round of a high-stakes Superflex startup. It's just use these opportunities. Hey, to, and to his credit, I've been trying to get him, and he keeps giving me one of those telling me I'm number one. Yeah, but you're not actually number one. He, <laughs> it's just if you don't have the patience to wait a few months to get resolution on a thing, Dynasty may not be the game for you. You just may right. not have the temperament for it. You may be better with sports betting. You may be better with best ball. You may be better with, with things that don't require patience because you have to be patient in Dynasty. We have a lot of our patrons right now over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. We have a lot of these guys asking, you know, what should I do with Zeke or Chris Carson or Devontae Adams? I'm and you have to wait until end season. And that's, ne that's never the, not going to say never, it's rarely the answer they want to hear. It's very rarely the answer they want to hear is that, hey guys, with veterans, you have to wait until we're in season, we're competing week in and week out, and those veterans are showing the value of a veteran. They're no longer a 29-year-old wide receiver. They're no longer a 27-year-old running back. They're 16 points a week. They're 19 points a week. They no longer go. care about those other qualifiers. So it's the patience. You know, we're about six weeks away from the start of season, five weeks, whatever it is. I know preseason's coming up. Patience. Patience with suspended players, patience with accused players, patience with hurt players. Just patience. Dynasty is going to test your patience more often than it's not. And you just either have to A, work through your own, own shortcomings as it relates to patience, or B, find a different hobby. Jerry, what you got? It's, it's funny you say that. So, you know, we, we started a little bit later than usual. So I have this sort of routine of what I do before, but I didn't have anything to do. So I was like, I'm going to go look at some trades, right? I'm going to do some trades. So I was looking in this league, and I was actually looking at Diddy's team. It's funny that you say that. And I was going to send him a trade. I was on the... Uh, the throne of dynasty trades, if you understand what I'm saying there. Um, and I was looking and I was about to send a trade and I was like, Jerry, like, why are you going to send this right now? Like, there is absolutely no reason because there was a, in, in one of our chats, Brandy was saying how you're not super interested in doing trades right now because everybody's value set and everything. And I kept thinking like, why am I doing it just to do it? So I closed it out. I was responsible. You would have been so proud of me. I actually thought smart, patiently, and I just closed it. I was like, I'm not going to send a trade just to send a trade, but I'm with you. And, and and listen, we are not qualified to tell you if Deshaun Watson is a piece of shit or not. Like, maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. What we do is we talk about dynasty football, right? And so don't overreact to the news that you're getting. Uh, don't turn it into a story until it is a story. I, I cannot, you know, this... You know, don't worry until there's a reason to worry is a saying that I say a lot in my life. Deshaun Watson, Tyreek Hill, Aaron Rodgers, you name it. All, all, all of the stories that have happened, you know, when bad things happen, when it's Darius Geis, did anybody know that was coming? No, it just happened. So stop worrying about it. Otherwise, you'll always find a reason to worry. So in regards to Deshaun Watson, he's playing right now. So if you had not been on Twitter, if you had not watched ESPN, if you had not done anything, you would have no idea anything that's going on in Deshaun Watson's case. And you would actually probably be better off because his value would be the same. And it's about the same that it would have been had you totally ignored everything. 
yes, there was ups and downs and dips and dodges, like Randy said, and people got them for pennies on a dollar. That's why you shouldn't do that kind of stuff. Like it, when Randy says, you know, maybe this game isn't for you, he's not being a dick. There is a I'm trying plethora. to help you. I'm, I'm, yeah, trying, there is to, I'm a, trying to help you more than there anything. There is a, a plethora of fantasy options for people that are not patient. We do a podcast on the patient form, on the I will call I will look down my nose and say it's the premier form, but that's because I sit here and do this podcast. So of course I'm gonna say that. You know, we have to adjust accordingly. Overreactions are never the play. We say it every damn week. Like so I assume the people that are listening to this are not going to overreact to things like that. But that's that's just what I just wanted to sort of add on to what you were saying because yeah, you're right. Like patience. Don't react just to react. Sit tight, relax. Everything bounces back. This is a Cam Akers talk too. While we're while we're having it, he's not the subject, but he is the subject. I will just say this: in the, in the face of this uh, ever, ever present, ever changing game, when dastardly, horrible tragedy, devastating news hits, you should be doing one of two things: you should be holding or buying cheap. Yep. You should never be selling. <laughs> Put that on the T-shirt. We're gonna talk you, to you, 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 about you, that one. You you should never you should never be the seller. It stinks. It does it's stink. And, and and you know it, you want resolution. A lot of people want immediate resolution to their issues. Um, but part of the Deshaun Watson news was that the destination that he could get traded to, which is Philadelphia. I posted this on Twitter the other day. We have to get back as Dynasty Gamers. We have to get back of seeing Deshaun, excuse me, not Deshaun Watson, Jalen Hurts as a one-year bridge QB. I mean, they're telling you everything. Go back, and I, I, and I know it hurts, and I'll, I'll get hate for this and heat for this, and I don't care. I'm just being honest. I would rather have you hate me and be honest with you than lie to you and, and help you hurt your Dynasty rosters. Look. The Philadelphia Eagles are openly telling you they're going to play. They're going to replace Jalen Hurts the second they get the opportunity with a better option, and that may even be before the season starts. Okay, that's what they're telling you. We refuse to listen. My dad used to tell me, "People will tell you who they are. Listen to them." The Philadelphia Eagles are telling you they're going to replace Jalen Hurts at some point. It could be in a week. It could be in 52 weeks. We don't know. But that day is coming, and they will be involved in the Aaron Rodgers incident. They'll be involved in Deshaun Watson, and they'll be in, involved in other quarterbacks throughout the offseason. Could be a rookie, could be a, a superstar. So Jalen Hurts, at your first opportunity, this is not the sell opportunity. You're going to have to wait until you get through some of this noise. Let's get to week one. Let's see a good game, because he's going to have some good games, guys. Let's Absolutely. not kid, Let's not kid ourselves. This, again, is a dynasty show. You have to look past the fact that he went to Alabama. He's a great young man. Um, he's mobile. Play. You're going to have to look past all of that, and you're just going to be honest and say, if I hang on to him past this, this season, what am I really going to have? Am I going to have Teddy Bridgewater? What's the best-case scenario? Ask yourself. I'm not going to explain it to you, but ask yourself. What is the best-case scenario? And don't say he balls out and keeps the job. I got news for you. Jameis Winston had like a top five quarterback season two years ago. Not only did he not keep his job, he lost his job, and then now he's still a backup, and he may be a backup again. Don't confuse the fact that we like him and he has some seasonal value with being a dynasty asset. I know it stinks. I know a lot of you listening probably drafted him anywhere in the third to the fifth or sixth round in 2021 startups. It is what it is. You got to get to the healing process so you can get to the uh, the moving him along process. Jerry, I think we've been the most anti Jalen Hurts podcast from a dynasty standpoint. Again, I want yep. to continue to to reiterate. Twenty twenty one, do your thing. You want to do him in a best ball redraft league? Two thumbs up, solid seal of approval. But from a dynasty standpoint, there's just not enough certainty to invest what he cost in a startup or in trade. To, to make it worth the while. I agree. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, he's a fine redraft play, right? Like, you want to swing for the fences because you only got one year to do it. I just, I, I don't, I think we would have this conversation. Let's say he does well enough that he plays every game. We're going to have the same exact conversation next year, right? Like, he, he can get a ton of fantasy points, which is great. 
for you, for me, for Joe Smo, and for Becky Sue. <laughs> Greg said, how high did you take him? I don't have any Jalen Hurts. I will never have any Jalen Hurts. I, so, yes, we are a little biased, the two people that are talking this podcast about Jalen Hurts, because he's not our style. But if you have a 50% completion percentage, you are just not long for the NFL. Is the dude that got replaced by Tua Tagovailoa, and Tua has struggled a little bit. We're going to talk about him a lot. We're going to talk about his whole division, in fact. So I everything I have said about Jalen Hurts, it is still chalk the same. So, Randy, let's get this bad boy rolling, my friend. All right, man. Good people, bad tweets time. This one comes out from the group at PFF. They reported on Friday that they uh, had sources both at Sports Illustrated and on the Vegas Strip that Aaron Rodgers was going to retire. Now, I did, I did, I did say that I gave it about 20% credence because Aaron Rodgers is a standoffish prick. But, I mean, the way that they promoted it was such reverence. And I get it. They're in the clicks business. But if, if you, and, and, and I don't want to include anybody in particular, but if you consume a lot of PFF content, it is not designed to help you. Now, some of their spreadsheets, some of their tools, they can help you in fantasy. They can help you in redraft, maybe even in gambling. But if you're consuming their podcasts, their articles and stuff, you are consuming a lot of fluff. It's, uh, it's, it's just caked with fluff. That was a horrible tweet, and they just made it sound so absolute. Jerry, what was your take when you saw that tweet? I was 50-50. Like I said, I, I could believe that he would retire. But, again, it was Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. I think you're right. You know, like it, it was a possibility and it was believable. I think that's the thing. But, you know, mark this down as, you know, they took a big swing at that call and they missed it. Unbelievably. So just mark that down in your head. So the next time you see something from them, it can be immensely wrong. You know, that, that's what we have to do with everything, myself included. You know, when I say Darius Geis is going to be awesome and I take him over Derek or Nick Chubb and I fall on my face, remember that. You know, it's a part of everybody's game. Not everybody's perfect. That's a that's a bad one, though, because you, you took such a swing about something that you clearly were totally fabricating. You said you had multiple sources and everything that Randy said, and they were totally wrong. You just lied. You didn't have any sort. Not only did you not have sources, your sources aren't reliable if you do have a source, or you absolutely just fabricated it to get clicks, which is even worse and even less reliable. And no, thank you. I I could get that kind of quality from a worm on the sidewalk after it rains. No, thank you. I'm good on that. Nothing. You're just going to leave me de dead air, dead air. All right. Uh, I will say, people must have got the memo that good people, bad tweets have uh, have slowed down. But there are two. I referenced two on the on the Friday show. One was a football take. One was a non-football take. But I hammered both of them. Hammered them pretty good. So head over to YouTube. You can see that live now, or you can just hang out until Friday, and you will hear it then. All right, Jerry. Let's get into the AFC East. Jerry, give me the player that you're buying right now before he pops in camp now. The original question said next week, but next week is now. Right. So who, so who's the player in camp you're trying to get before the price gets too high? Uh, I think it is Elijah Moore. I know the hype has been around him, and this is not the first time I've talked about him. This is certainly not the first time the community has talked about him. I just like the things that the Ole Miss coaching staff has done in recent years. Their hit rate is unbelievable. You got DK Metcalf, you got AJ Brown, and you got AJ Brown crying his eyes out with an immense passion for Elijah Moore, saying he's better than he is on draft night. You know, these guys are close. And if and if you have a friendship bond like that, you always want your other friend to do even better. You want to grind more. All of the news has been great. Like which, you know, you know, maybe that's fluff too, of course. But Nothing has been detrimental. He's come from a good situation. And he's one of the few highly drafted skill position guys in this division that really has a chance to pop. And if Zach Wilson is the guy, he is going to pop. Like it's not, like 
What what have we heard from Denzel Mims, Randy? You you've been hearing a lot of good things from Denzel Mims. Uh, I I did. I'm not even sure that Den, Denzel Mims is alive. There we Last go. Last time I checked, he's on a milk carton somewhere. That's what I'm saying. And then Corey Davis. You've been hearing a lot from Corey Davis. I haven't. I haven't. Like I, I think Corey Davis is going to be. I saw Corey Davis. There. I saw him working out. Awesome. So, <laughs> I mean, that's what, but, but then again, that, that's like saying you you saw a construction worker with a hammer in his hand, right? I mean, like it's, a, it's not a, super least, impressive, right? Denzel Mims is the guy with the stop sign. He's just turning it, stopping slow. That's not but, a bad gig, though, Jerry. No, no, you, it's, it's so much better. Well. It's so much better of a gig than what I have. So I ain't mad at him. I'm just oh saying. no, I mean, and, and that's honest work. So just, so don't, let's not paint. Let's not paint the good, hardworking folks of construction and safety into the same corner as a Denzel Mims. But <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't want to beleaguer the point. But, but right. Elijah Moore is a, is a nice buy. Let me ask you a question real quick before we go any further. What are your concerns about Zach Wilson not being in camp yet? He's still not signed his rookie deal as of the recording of this on Tuesday. Yeah, it it's tough. I don't know. I I feel like on both parts. It's one of the absolute stupidest things either of you could do. You're taking a jump from, I, I can't even think of what conference they're in. The Mountain West, maybe? Whatever conference people call them. That sounds correct. Maybe yeah, it's the Pac-12. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not the know. biggest college football guy. It's, it's in Utah. Yes. The Mormons. BYU. So it, it's just, you're taking a jump from that to being the New York Jets pro football quarterback and you're trying to learn everything and you're trying to, you know, go with all these new players and everything. It just seems like you would want to get there as soon as possible. And then if you're from the Jets perspective, you just took this guy number 2 overall, he's going to be your future. You just fired your quarter or your coach cuz he couldn't do anything. You know, this is a restart. You got rid of a young quarterback that was a good prospect to go to this guy. So you would think you would want him there too. It just I don't know, it's a confusing thing. It's very Detroit Lionsy of them and I don't love it. Um yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's, like it's, one it's day. bad for both sides. It, it true. It's one but, day, but but that doesn't mean it's not solved for tomorrow or the next day. I, I would say if if it's taken care of by the weekend, you're fine. Agree. You know what, what are they doing? They're unpacking their bags. They're getting there. He was at all the OTAs and all the mini camps and all of that stuff. So far, he's missed one day. I don't love it. But it's not that big of a deal yet. No, just wanted, of to, I just wanted to bring. I'm, I'm actually going to talk about him. The contract, I think, is something though. Like, like yeah, how do you, how do you not have that done yet? It's offset language, and it has to do with bonus and how bonus is paid out. And I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like I said, if it's not solved by this time next week, we'll make a bigger deal out of it in the news segment. My player is Damian Harris, and I can tell you he is already cooking. He went two rounds earlier in the redraft mock we did last night with the fantasy football smackdown crew then he did the first one we did about three weeks ago and that that's just going to keep ticking up ticking up ticking up it, as soon as we see old and busted sony michelle hell he'll probably spend a couple of days on the pump whether he needs to or not and, and then if mac jones takes over this guy's going to be i think he's going to be a solid rb2 like in that 13 to 18 range and he is going to return a ton of value this year and once we see him in camp running with the ones and the reports from the Albert Breers and the, the Mike Reese and the beat reporters for the Patriots, his stock is only going to go up and up and up even more. I got him for a second in a dynasty league, and I just feel so good about it on a contender. I could not be more thrilled from a dynasty standpoint with Damian Harris. Now, what about you, Jerry? Uh, do you have a guy that, that you're looking to sell once we can get a visual on him in camp? Uh, I think so far my guy is Gabriel Davis, right? So he's gotten a little bit of talk. Like he, he's like the, the popular hipster guy, guy that people want to hype up in the dynasty community, but he hasn't really done a ton, right? So I, I don't entirely understand why. So this dude has had 10 games under 35 yards receiving last year. 10, Randy. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Out of 10. 16. She's a 10. <laughs> Billy Bob, too fat, Billy Bob. That's an awesome quote. Um, out of 16 games, and he's getting tons of hype. So I just, I feel like I want to see him a little bit because he's still going to be in the same role. Role, excuse me. So he's probably going to catch a fade in the back of the end zone, or he's going to break a tackle, and he's going to get to the end zone, and everybody's going to get their nipples all hard, and he's going to, 
you know, he's he's the next coming. He's he's going to be a great breakout. I know I'm just not ready for that. So uh, I think that is definitely going to be my sell. All right. Well, I, I'm going to hit you with Will Fuller. Now, Will oh, yeah, Fuller. That's a good one. Now, yeah, Will Fuller. Here's the thing. I, I don't know if it's the Notre Dame. I don't know if it's the first round draft capital. I, I really don't know what makes the the dynasty gamer just love this guy. I, I know he's had booms. I know he had the one game where he absolutely went bananas. I think that was two years ago. But here's a guy who's literally played two thirds of his career games. He's been in the league five years. He's played 53 games. That's 66.3% of all of the games he's been eligible to play. He's coming off of one PED suspension. And then I start looking, well, you know what? Maybe I need to look a little deeper. Maybe I need, what am I missing? Career highs, 53 catches. Career high, 879 yards. Career high, 8 TDs. I mean, he's got a great yards per reception. Was that, was that all last year, too? I mean, most yeah, of yeah, he, he, he set career highs across the board. That's without, you know, DeAndre Hopkins in an offense that was quarterbacked by Deshaun Watson. Now he's going to an offense where he's going to have Devontae Parker. I don't think we're as high on him as a lot of places, but he's still shown the ability to be a serviceable NFL wide receiver. He's got a first-round draft talent in there in Jalen Waddell. They still have Mike Gusecki. They still have the backs. And we're still not sure of what Tua is going to bring to the table. So where does the volume come from? And if there's anyone that needs volume to become a value, it's Will Fuller. And I don't see it in this offense. Uh, he's going to miss the first game of the season. You're already out one. We just mentioned his injury risk. I mean, a third of the time he could be out of out of the game. So just, I know there's a lot of optimism around him. He had, I think he was wide receiver 38 per DLF. I'm currently checking Fantasy Pros right now while, while my computer loads. And... He is actually, per Fantasy Pro's wide receiver 40, guys going around that range that, that you mentioned, guys going after him, Jerry, Curtis Samuel, Elijah Moore, Michael Gallup, Michael Pittman, Brandon Cooks. I would take all of those guys that are going behind Will Fuller. I would take every single one of those guys over Will Fuller. Thoughts? Yeah, I think I, I think it's close. I mean, I, I get the value of Will Fuller because he's going in that range, so you usually have your wide receiver course set up, but... I'm with you. I mean, that's a good pick. Bro, you got to play. And the one time you were playing, it's because you were taking drugs to to make it so you didn't hurt yourself. It, it's just tough. But, yeah, I don't know. I, what, what, I, I, have, I have a lot of shares of him, and I will probably draft him in a few redraft leagues. You can't help but yourself. But there, there will be no relying on him. Like, Jerry, it, the, it, the, the first step in, to, to fixing a problem is admitting you have one. Yeah, you've got a will. You've got a Will Fuller problem. I do. You know, so so who who is the guy that you're going to hold? You're not going to move right now. You're going to exercise the P word. That's patience. You're going to exercise patience. Who are you going to be patient on? But you're going to look back and wish that you hadn't been. I I hate this one, right? I actually don't have an answer. I have an answer who I think it's most likely to be, um, because you already talked about this guy and it's Damian Harris, and I love the hell out of him. So we have, you know, we just drafted a team together. We took Damian Harris, and I was thrilled. I didn't see that he was on there, and you're like, no, let's go Damian Harris. And I probably said a few four-letter words before I said, yeah, because I you know, I, I like him. I, I think his value is great. I think his production is going to be good. But I think he has the highest chance for that to go. Now, I'm going to guess I know who your guy is, and I'm going to guess that's probably another one. But um, mine was him. He just He doesn't have a lot of receiving abilities. So, I mean, that's questionable. I don't know how that offense is going to shake out. So I think that is the one that has an opportunity, even if it's not my person. Like, I like Damian Harris. I am happy to have Damian Harris on a lot of shares. But I do think he has the chance to be the guy where if we look back on it in week eight and we look and we think, you know, could we have seen this coming? Yes, I could have possibly seen it coming. So that's my guy. A little bit of a cop-out, and it hurts my soul. So deep. It's a deep burn, Randy. Who's your guy, though? My guy is Tua. And again, see, that's what I, I thought I, it was going to be. Another polarizing guy. Here's the thing. And he was Pro Football Focus's lowest rated quarterback on passes over the middle of the field. That's supposed to be his bread and butter. 
Now, maybe that'll go up with a full year of camp. You know, you got to, if, if I'm going to give other players and QBs the COVID offseason last year, but here are some of my concerns. Number one is he self admitted that he didn't know the playbook. That's a red flag for me as a quarterback. Defensive back, linebacker, running back, different conversation. Do you think there's ever a time where the greats, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, do you think those guys ever didn't know the playbook? No. Okay. okay. And then it's not the same playbook. It's a new playbook. It's a right. new it's a new playbook because he's got a new offensive coordinator. But here's my biggest concern about Tua. I don't believe that you can coach aggressiveness out of players, and I don't believe you can coach it into players. I, th- I don't care how long Jameis Winston's with Sean Payton. Jameis going to Jameis. Oh, I, I got I got Traquan Smith, you know, triple covered down the sideline. Cool. YOLO. Put the ball up. Just just chuck it down the field. Jameis doesn't give a shit. And that's his nature. I think Sam Darnold, who I'm a big fan of, I think Sam Darnold makes a, a lot of risky plays because he's an aggressive player. Ryan Fitzmagic is an aggressive player. Two is the opposite to me. He's very conservative. He's he wants to dink and duck, dink and dunk, excuse me. And I don't think that you can turn him into an aggressive quarterback. Even by calling aggressive plays, I think he's going to look at the first aggressive read and be like, no, I, I, couldn't, I, I, I couldn't possibly do that. I'll just check it down. I, I, I just don't think you can coach the aggression into him. I think he'll look okay in camp, but I think we'll get into the heart of the season. And I think the, literally the best case for Tua is you're hoping for a Jared Goff career arc. A guy who might give you a couple of top seven, top eight, top 12 QB seasons. The problem is, is that unlike Jared Goff, is he doesn't have a Sean McVay. He's got a defensive-minded head coach. I'm not sure what this offense is going to look like. And there continues to be rumors around Tua and Deshaun Watson in Miami. Too much smoke for me. I can't move him right now. I want to see what he does in preseason games. I want to see a couple of games. I understand that I could be wrong, but for me, it's mostly about the the too conservative of a player, and I, I can't have that as my QB2. I want my QB1 to be my stable driving force in a super flex, and I want my QB2 to be almost that wild man. You know, he, he may give me a 10, but he may give me a 40, and two is probably going to give you a 13 like every week, and you're going to be like, yay. He, he, he's he's probably D- D- Derek Carr and Pastels. So what do you think about Tua? Uh, well, we're going to talk about it right now. So the uh, the next category is who has the most upside. I think it's Tua without, without question. I mean, obviously I could say Josh Allen, right, because he's already there. But I, from a perspective of somebody who can grow, who is not, and can take the largest leap, I think it's Tua bar none. Now, I, I'm not disagreeing with anything that you're saying. I believe him more than you. I think he's more aggressive than you're giving him credit for. I don't think he's Derek Carr in pastels, even though that is a kick-ass uh, comparison there, my friend. If he puts it together right, like if this is because of, you know, he's had a COVID year and he, you know, he recovered from the injury better and he's got more pieces now and he can actually put it together. He's probably going to be a back end first round startup quarterback in super flex leagues. He's just, he's young. You're saying, you're saying no, you're telling me if this man puts it together at 24 years old, he is not going to get drafted there. I think what's, you are what's, higher what's, than astronaut nutsack, my friend. What, what what do you consider to be productive, like a top what this year? What what does he have to do? You what, think what, if he's what, if he, if he could be QB eleven, you think he's not going to get drafted there? Russell Wilson's going to drop out. Hey, I, I believe anything's possible. I, I saw services out there saying Baker Mayfield was the QB two overall. No, that wasn't and, some services. That, wasn't that was us. a lot of you motherfuckers out there. And, but. and that wasn't us. I mean, he's still QB uh, 18. So let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Tua, Tua or Baker? I and, like and, Right now, you're right I now like you're on the – okay, you, you want Tua. I mean, it depends on my team, but, like, if I'm and that's just – fair. If, and I, that's if fair. I'm in a startup, I'm taking Tua first. And, and that's fair because we've, we've seen a three-year sample of Baker. I don't think he's ever finished above QB 17, 18. So at least Tua – you haven't seen that big of a sample, and I think that's where Baker's going to live. I think the high end for Baker might be QB 14. So maybe, maybe Tua could, okay? 
Tua or Zach Wilson? Tua. Okay. Tua or Carson Wentz? <sighs> See, this one sucks, right? Because I like Frank Reich a lot. And uh, I think it probably is very dependent on who my QB1 is, but I will probably say Carson Wentz in most situations. Because I have usually drafted an elite quarterback, and I would like Carson Wentz to match him up with it, even though he's 27 or whatever the hell he is. Yeah, for for me, I just don't see Tua winning me many weeks. I don't, I don't see, I don't see him losing me any weeks. But if you want thirteen to fifteen points a game, I, I don't know, just just not super impressed. It's a conservative nature. I like I like an aggressive. See, QB but too. see, you say that, but like as a freshman, this man looked off the Georgia defense and launched it into overtime to win for well, like sixty-five then why, yards. Like, then what happened last year? Why happened? I, I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. But like, maybe why, it's because he didn't know the playbook. Maybe it's because he didn't have pass catchers. He had dog shit, Randy. Like we're talking about Devontae Parker and Mike. Like, yeah, yeah, like, hey, come on, that's that's bums. Like, so we're my, talking about well, on, like when the, Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs, he turned into a fucking monster, right? So, so, so but, it's all Stephon Diggs, right? Is that what it is? Josh Allen I, wouldn't have progressed. It's a chicken and the egg, right? I don't, I don't think he would have. No, not not to that extent. Hell no. So so, so Tua gets like all do, these do I think Jalen Waddle is Stephon Diggs? Hell no. Well, you, you got know Will Fuller. Him. Oh, yeah, yippy fucking skippy on Will Fuller. Well, I'm trying, I'm trying I, to he's understand. just he's just another body. Okay, but my man had Devontae Parker as his one, and then the corpse of Preston Williams, who people have been trying to prop up just because he's a fucking wet sock. And then Mike Gusecki, right? And Mike Gusecki had a good was... season, but but he is conducive to those dink and dunks is what Mike Gusecki is. But... So you add Will Fuller to rip the roof off. You add Jalen Waddle, who's a man he personally wanted, and you damn well know he did because he had the choice between Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith, and they went Jalen Waddle. Like that, that he had to be a part in that. So, so why did he's got a lot? So why didn't Ryan Fitzmagic have any issues with those same receivers? I, I good question. I, I I don't have that answer, but I mean he did have struggles too. Let's let's not pretend. But he put like up he more. He put up more. He put up more points. Okay, he's a rookie. He's learning. He's also recovering from a major hip surgery too. Oh, so, so like you're going so to draft and, a guy with a major com- hip surgery and, and two ankle com- injuries, and he's coming into a COVID season as a rookie. Like there is a lot of opportunity for that to dissipate it's funny because you know we'll get to it later but we have another category at the end uh that we will be talking about a little further randy upside my friend zach wilson oh okay no it's 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 zach no you you don't come on a podcast trying to help dynasty gms and tell them to go draft josh allen i would smack my face i would smack my you know you know what i say when i see shit like that i say what you need to do is take your little digits Ball him up in a fist and punch yourself right square in the mouth. If your if if your favorite dynasty podcast, if their advice is to go, go go get Josh Allen, and they give you some ridiculously low bar to achieve that, they're not helping you. I'm trying to help you. I, I like Zach Wilson. I would rather have Zach Wilson as my QB two three than Tua in my rotation every single time. I he's, think it's cool. like I, like I, I don't think it's it's crazy. He's healthy. You're not worried about the receivers though. I'm a little worried. So wait a minute. So you were telling me just a minute ago. I like I like Elijah Moore. I so who do you like, like more? Elijah. You like Elijah Moore or Jalen Waddle? I, they're the same. To okay. Me, just, okay just, just Elijah Moore is cheaper. Elijah okay. Moore is cheaper. So I, I have more of him. Corey Davis or Will Fuller? Probably Will Fuller. Mike Gusecki or whatever pile of trash the Jets. <laughs> you know, come on, don't ask a stupid question. You okay. Know that o- okay. So, so you get my point. Whose offensive line? Whose offensive line do you like better? Okay. I mean, who, who who is Miami's offensive coordinator? Because I got a Lafleur, not the Lafleur, but I got a Lafleur. You also oh. got Robert Sala, who's going to run the ball a shitload. That's okay. You you got the the guy who used to Brian Flores, formerly of the of the Patriots. I'm just saying. That I know. I, hear you. I, I I I see way more upside in Zach Wilson. Than I do Tua, and and you mentioned it toward the end of our Tua rant that Tua has the injury history, two ankles, two ankle surgeries, the same tightrope procedure that just put uh, Michael Thomas on the shelf for four months or twelve to sixteen weeks per per <laughs> per uh, Pro Football Talk. I went off on that on the NFC East show, and um, the hip, 
the, the same injury that ended Bo Jackson's career. Now, I know modern, modern medicine is what it is, but I got a guy with a clean bill of health. That team is not talking about trading for Deshaun Watson. That probably won't be in the Aaron Rodgers mix. There's just a lot to fade with Tua. And, and besides that, per the guys at Fantasy Pros, Mr. Zach Wilson is going QB 19. He's dead in the middle of a Baker, Carson Wentz, Sandwich, Kirk Cousins, Tua in that area. So I, I'm obviously team Zach Wilson. We need, we need a show bet. We need some kind of a show bet. More fantasy points in 2021. Or... We can do who has more dynasty value uh, in at the Super Bowl. We, we, we can figure it out. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or listening, you guys can tell us what the stakes of our wager should be. All right, Jerry, you ready for this next one? Okay. G- give me the player who will outperform their current value, meaning you know you can go DD, you can go DTC startup value, you can go. Um, excuse me, dynasty trade calculator value. You can go startup rankings, whatever you want to use. Who is going to way outperform their current cost? I think it is Miles Gaskin, running back for the Miami Dolphins. Dude was just good. Like, I mean, not like exquisite, but I mean, he's going in like the ninth round of startup drafts. And he had tons of uh, catches. He was relatively productive every single game. He had, I mean, he only played 10 games, had five touchdowns, had 900 yards had 40 catches. If the dude plays 16 games, like that's what 1300 yards and like eight or nine touchdowns. Like, okay. That's a steal, man. I mean, he's not sexy, right? He went to Washington. I think he was like a seventh round pick or something, you know, Debbie darling, uh, they loved him. But then when it got to, you know, rookie draft season, he was a third round pick, you know, fourth round pick. Um, And it took him a little bit to get it going. I think he's going to be 25. He got it going. And I mean, I, there, there's a not, I, I think this argument can be had for Damian Harris too. They're both one and the same, but I already talked about him. So I'm going to say Miles Gaskin. He's like, he's the, he's what Chris Carson used to be. Like when Chris Carson was first getting on the scene and people were like, the guy's name is Chris Carson. Like we can't just rely on him. Well, this is Miles Gaskin. Same sort of thing. He's the guy you get later in your league that you throw in your redraft flex and he just he wins you that league. I like Miles Gaskin. Still a young guy, very very cheap. That's my man. Who you got? Well, your man and my man have a very similar dynasty outcome for me. Now my guy is Zach Moss. He's going as RB thirty four off the bur- off the board per the gang at Fantasy Pros. If I need to tell you that I think he can finish in the top twenty four, I, I I don't think I'm going to have to. Uh, one of the best offenses in the league. And at some point, Josh Allen is going to start making business decisions at the goal line. All those crazy plays like Cam Newton, hopefully, as a person who has a Josh Allen share or 12 out there in a dynasty league, I need someone to whisper in his ear, we don't want the injuries to get your, to get your, uh, to get your body tore up like Cam Newton. I know you're a big guy. I know you're a physical guy. And what I'm doing with Zach Moss and with a guy like Miles Gaskin, ironically, same division, is if I'm a contender, I'm just going to roll all the way into the playoffs with Zach Wilson or Miles Gaskin. But if I'm not a contender and I can move out of one of those guys, then I am totally, totally going to make going to make the, uh, the the move to unload him to a fellow contender at the trade deadline. So I like Zach Moss. I like Miles Gaskin. I, I think we're we're looking at the what same in thing. The absolute hell happened to you? Who me? Yeah, you, J- Jerry. Jerry, don't there was a man. Doggy. Don't there get was a man in. that beat me and brutalized me for liking Zach Moss for a long time. You totally I, deserved I saw, it. Bless Dallas's sweetheart. I saw in the mock draft after you took Zach Moss, he gave you a little bit of heat for it, um, which good for him. But no, I mean, I, I get the argument. I'm fine with it. He's not my guy, but easily, you're right, easily could outperform. If if he ends up being the guy, then all of that negative narrative and hate, you know, it goes away in an instant and everybody forgets that it even happened to begin with. Hey, I, th- this is why I, I've been successful over the years in Dynasty. I don't lock into a take. Just because I didn't like Zach Moss last year, I didn't didn't not like Zach Moss. I mean, I didn't think he was very good. 
I just didn't. I just, I just, I just didn't like his ADP last year because we always overdraft rookie running backs. It's just a thing, you know. He didn't live up to that hype, and now you can right. get him for a discount. Yep. That's why you know if 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 this was Zach Moss at his acquisition cost and startup cost last year, we wouldn't be having this conversation about Zach Moss. But fortunately for us. And unfortunately for your league mates, we're willing to pivot and make different moves based on the new information at hand. That's why I don't get dug in. All right, Jerry, favorite segment of the show. Give me your biggest bust in this division. Okay. First and foremost, let me start this off. I feel like this division is a whole bunch of sizzle and a whole bunch of upside and young teams. And there's not really a whole bunch of this possibility. Like it's like Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen and that's it. And I'm not going to say either of them because I don't think either of those guys are going to bust. So it's who is going to bust relative to where they're at. I'm not going to say who I think they're going to bust because I don't think they will bust. But I think the absolute highest probability for somebody to bust and drop immensely <clears throat> to a. Wait, 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 hold on, wait, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. I, I, I had Tua as the guy that I'm concerned with. I didn't call this man a bust or even a potential to bust. I just said I'm worried about the man being too conservative. And yet here you are on the People's Dynasty podcast fighting for this man, defending this man. And then you're going to tell me he's going to bust? Explain he yourself. He has the highest opportunity to bust. If your argument is correct, and he does struggle with all of those things, his ADP is going to plummet. His trade value is going to disappear. So while I don't think he is going to bust, he is the single. He, he would have the single biggest drop if he were to bust. And he would virtually fall off the face of the earth. Like if Zach, if Zach Wilson struggles, right, and he busts, quote unquote, he's still going to get drafted relatively early next season. He's still going to have trade value because it's his rookie year and he can do this. If Tua does it two years in a row, after you've recovered from your injury, after you've, you know, gained additional pass catchers, no. Sorry, all of my argument will be for nothing, um, and he will have fallen off. I'm guessing that's probably your choice, too. Uh, actually, you're wrong. Um, oh, okay. I, I, I'm not super high on two. I think two is being fairly drafted, to be honest. And here's the thing. People like pe people are always going to give Tua a pass, and I'll tell you why. They cannot get the psychology of seeing him be successful in college out of their head. They just can't. They just cannot do it. All they, they, they is me. That's what he means. That, they, is, they is Jerry Sinclair. And it's like if you cut the top, the crown of their head open, and you looked at their brain, the image of Tua helping Alabama come back and win that championship will be permanently etched on their That's brain. Because it was so awesome, Randy. I, I, I don't I'm want not, to hear I'm your not, nonsense. I'm not disputing this. <laughs> But there's I, I, a am, I am curious as to who you have, though, if it's not Tua. I thought for, for sure. Me, for me, the easy answer is Cam. Cam Newton, oh, but 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 I, I felt I felt like that was low hanging fruit, so I went with Gabriel Davis, okay, and I I, I don't I don't so much think that he's going to bust. Similar to what you're saying with Tua, it's that he's not going to meet expectations. He is another. You used the term earlier. He is such a dynasty and Twitter dynasty gamer hipster pick right now. Everybody wants to be on Gabriel Davis before Gabriel Davis was the thing. Ten games and, under thirty five yards. It's it's not even that I don't think he can do that. I think it's if if he's not the wide receiver two on this team, then you know people are just going to throw him out for, and 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 he'll be my Zach Moss next year because people don't have the patience to let things mature. You know, um, guys going in his eight in his ADP range on Fantasy Pros, he's going as the wide receiver sixty one. So I'll give you a few names in his range. I'll give you the. A few above. So you got Denzel Mims, Paris Campbell, Amon Ra, St. Brown. Would you take Mims, Campbell, or St. Brown, or Davis? 
I would probably take everyone over Davis. I think maybe wow. not Mims. Okay, maybe not Mims. Okay, that's fair. So, so the three behind him: Hardman, Kirk, Brian Edwards, and then I'll mention Amari Rogers because you already said you had a share. I do like Amari Rogers, but I, like I don't Brian like Edwards. the other guys. I like See, Brian Edwards. I, I don't know. I, I get it. I get it. I for just, me, it's target competition. Because for me, with, with Gabriel Davis, you know, there's the anti-vaxxer in Beasley. You got Diggs. They brought they brought in, um, I'm drawing a blank, the guy who played for Denver and San Francisco in the Super Bowl, played for New Orleans, Emmanuel Sanders. I knew if I kept talking long enough, I'd eventually work it out. So you've got Sanders. You've got Diggs. You've got Beasley. You never know if they may actually start including Dawson Knox and the tight ends in the equation. So, so <laughs> right. my, my, my question is, it's the volume standpoint. You know, I, I think we fell in love as dynasty GMs with the, the red zone targets last year. And the last thing you saw, if you think about the last thing you saw, you, you saw a lot of him being involved in the playoffs with the Bills. So maybe that's a sign of things to come. I just don't think he meets those expectations. And when you don't meet expectations, you can fairly or unfairly get labeled a bust. But, Jerry, you're not a bust, man. This was a great show. Had a, had a lot of fun. We, we actually argued, but I think us arguing is actually helpful for the audience. They don't need us just to pat each other on the back and say, man, Jerry, that's a damn good take. Woo, boy, man, you killed that one, son. People listen, aren't here for that. They, they want to get no. better. They want to win. Yeah. And listen, that's why I have two in two categories. He has my highest upside, and he's my bus guy. Because his range of outcomes are just stupid, right? Like, it's because you're a hedger. You're trying to hedge. I, I, well, that's what David said in the chat, too. Bless his sweetheart, too. I'm not hedging. I am believing that he is the upside play. I just know that if I'm wrong, no, he's falling off the face of the earth, and my shares are going to be worth, you know, nickels. And not even, like, good ones, like ones that are run over by a railroad, and you probably can't even get the five cents for them. They're just smashed up pieces of metal. I just, I like him. I believe in Tua. I am trusting Tua. I have lots of Tua. I will continue to acquire Tua because I think last year was an anomaly. But yeah, I, I've been wrong. And if I, I'm wrong and, and he is poo-poo, Randy, you're going to be so right. Oh, you're going to be oh. happy. You have no shares because uh, he's going to be worth nothing. I, I thought you were going to say you do what every other Dynasty podcast does and just pretends like your miss has never happened. Just keep on going. Tell me, shoot or shoot. And my, my whole bit is my missus, my friend. I'm, that I mean, that that's, is true. That's how you're, I got to grow. You're, you're the you're the self-deprecating hero that we all need. Well, listen, I want to give a shout-out to some of the guys in the chat. We had David. We had Monty. We had Randy. We had Greg. We had people checking in live on YouTube. We appreciate you guys checking out the show and supporting us on video content. The fact that you would look at our mugs for 58 minutes tells me that you are the best people in the world i do want to throw a cheap plug out there for my man matt at hate brand goods another new drop this week got some t-shirts coming out that uh pretty cool when you when you splash water on them it kind of gives them that old school um like you know not like when you sweat but when you add moisture it like almost gives it a tie-dyed look and those are pretty sweet i got my my new floral shorts they sold out but new drops every Thursday over at thehviii.com. Promo code Memphis will save you some dollars at checkout, and it will be a way to support the show. But if you want to support us and you don't want to reach into your wallet, totally cool. What we need you to do is rate, review, subscribe, and share this show everywhere. You want to share it on Instagram? Cool. Do it via stories on Spotify. You want to share the show on Facebook? Well, thank you. I hope your grandmother loves us. And, you know, you can share us on, on Facebook right between, you know, the political memes and everything, and, and we'll help people there. You can share us on Twitter, and we would certainly appreciate you. Leave a five-star. Tell us how much that, 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 you, that Jerry's a hedger. He's a dirty hedger on Tua, you son of a bee. And uh, that's it, Jerry. Rate, review, subscribe, and, and, and share us everywhere. What else you got before we go home? 43 days till the NFL, baby. 43 days. Oh, oh, if you're listening to this on podcast or if you're watching on YouTube, I see the number of you watching. That's rad. Um, we're like eight days away. It's Thursday night. A week from Thursday night's the Hall of Fame game. Then we start getting into the preseason. You degenerates can get into preseason DFS, preseason gambling, all kinds of fun stuff. And if you're not going to go to YouTube, shame on you because you could hear me rant. And 
You could hear about the NFC East. We'll be back here on Friday. May even have a bonus bonus show on Thursday because we're cranking it up, guys, almost six days a week. We'll be coming soon. And then next Wednesday, live, live redraft Q&A with me, with Kyle, with Jake of the Fantasy Football Smack. Now, Jerry, you may do a run-in. I can only hope. You can only hope to do a run-in. Because Kyle is a bully, and Mm -hmm. I need to bully him back. Jerry, Jerry, everybody says we need more Jerry. Every time I do a guest spot, I did a guest spot on the Aussie Guys YouTube channel. They were like, where's Jerry? I did the guest spot last night on the Fantasy Football Smackdown. Where's Jerry? I'm like, he's the working man. He's out trying to pay pay the bills. But, uh, Jerry, let's get out of here, man. Have a great week. We'll see you back here on Friday with more podcasts already on YouTube. Everything is Dynasty Warzone. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. And remember, here at the DWZ, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you guys real soon. Thank you. Hate brand goods. That's us. Very, very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for, man. We stand for those who give a shit. We want to be with those who want to do more. And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods. Spread hate. Always party. And this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com. And that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our t-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some, some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself and our graphics guru, Maddie, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global. That is V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N Global, ViridianGlobal.com. Search the Dynasty Warzone store and then you'll see all the t-shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor and we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at ViridianGlobal.com. Thanks for checking them out. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak